Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, folks. I'd like to make a quick announcement here at the start about the episode 600 YouTube live stream that I'm planning. I've picked a date and a time. It's going to happen on Friday the 7th of June at 3pm Paris time, that's Central European time. Okay, Friday the 7th of June at 3pm Paris time, that's when the YouTube live stream for episode 600 is going to happen. Nearer the time, I will create a link for the live stream and I'll share it with you so that you can access the page on YouTube for it. I'll be recording episode 600 of Luke's English Podcast, and I'll be live streaming on YouTube at the same time. Please join me. The theme of the episode is just ask me anything. That's it. I've been really imaginative, and I've just come up with just ask me anything. Okay? So you'll need to be signed into a YouTube account to be able to comment and ask questions during the live stream. I'll probably just ramble, answer your questions and enjoy myself. You'll need to work out when 3pm Paris time is where you live. If you can't attend the live stream, then the video will be available on YouTube afterwards and in the Luke's English podcast app too, I expect. And of course, the audio from the episode will be uploaded as episode 600 in the usual way. Okay, so Friday the 7th of June at 3pm Paris time, that's when the episode 600 YouTube live stream is going to happen. Please join me. That will be good. Right, so this episode is sponsored by Spoken. Let me tell you about Spoken, right, because they're supporting this podcast. They're helping to make this podcast happen. So let me just tell you about them. They could be very useful for you. Spoken is like having an English teacher in your pocket, Basically, with Spoken, you can learn English on your phone using messaging apps that you probably already have. Uh, Messaging apps like WeChat, Line, WhatsApp, Viber, Facebook Messenger, and more. The way it works is that you chat with an English instructor from Spoken, and they send you different tasks which are adapted to your needs. Okay, so it's all adapted to you, your level of English and specific needs that you have. The tasks involve some reading, some writing, some listening and some speaking using the microphone on your phone. And also they just give you a chance to practice grammar, vocabulary and functional English for various purposes, including professional situations. It kind of depends on what you need English for. Uh, And the offer from Spoken to you, my listeners, is this. So they're offering you a free one-hour, one-to-one lesson, which includes a free assessment of your English skills. No strings attached. That's just free. You can just take it or leave it. It's up to you. Then, if you choose to buy a learning plan, uh, they'll give you 20% off the first month. Any of the learning plans they offer, they'll give you 20% off the first month. And if you like, you can just take the one-hour lesson, free, And then it's up to you if you choose to go with a learning plan. It's totally up to you. So this is a great offer. And the guys at Spoken are working hard to help you learn English in ways that are convenient for your busy lifestyle. 
To get that offer and for more details, go to getspoken.com slash LEP or click a spoken logo on my website. Okay, and if you go through that link, that will take you to their page, which at the moment their their landing page is about this free story series that they're doing, which is called The Wrong Man. You've heard me talk about it on the podcast before. So if you go to getspoken.com slash LEP, it'll take you to the wrong man page where you can like find out about their interesting detective mystery series called The Wrong Man. You can check that out too. But to get all the details of their English lessons and their English learning plans, just click home in the menu that you will find on their page. Okay, getspoken.com slash LEP or click a spoken logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. How are you today? I hope you're doing fine. I'm doing all right. Thank you very much for asking, um, because obviously you did, sort of in your head. Oh, how are you, Luke? I'm fine. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Luke. Thank you so much. It's so nice of you to say that. I hope you had a fantastic day with lots of gifts and presents and things. I did, actually. I had a really nice time. It was just uh, me and my wife and our daughter. Um, uh, my daughter's, I mean, our daughter, she's 16 months old, so she doesn't really know what's going on. She had no idea, really. It was my birthday. I said to her, hey, hey, it's my birthday today. And she was just, you know, normal. Just like, well, give me milk, you know, just the normal uh, baby baby she's not really a baby she's she's a toddler now technically a toddler is like you know a small child that's just starting to walk or it's not completely confident on their feet they're kind of toddling around um a toddler so she's a toddler now so I was like hey it's my birthday and she was like mm, just <laughs> I changed my nappy you know she wasn't actually saying that she can't really speak yet she's got limited vocab it's mainly stuff like what does she say she says um a lot of a lot of just making up her own words like she's kind of a, a jazz scat singer you know you should put her in a jazz band in the corner of the room that's the kind of uh language she's developing at the moment do you know what i mean you know the way children uh before they start to speak they kind of make up their own language it's not exactly like that you get the idea i'm just joking um she says no she says no 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 so she's learnt that i think that's the french side <laughs> that's the french side of her coming through there because the it's another joke because the french the french are known for sort of saying no mais non uh, non uh, non franchement uh, non uh, quoi um so obviously that's the 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 french side coming out but it, she says it in english uh no she's like no 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 while waving her finger which i think she's learnt probably from us because you know as it, when children are toddlers they toddle they toddle around and they want to touch everything and so they're constantly being told no 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 don't touch that no 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 don't put your fingers in that electrical socket no 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 don't try to grab that knife you know no 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 don't put your hands in the oven you know though don't climb inside the washing machine no 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 so she says no 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 quite a lot for example, if I'm feeding her her dinner and I've got one foot on her on her high chair, so she's sitting in her high chair. If I, my foot is resting 
on the bottom of the high chair, she gets annoyed and she's like, no, 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 she's pushing my foot off because I can't put my foot on her chair while I'm feeding her her dinner. Of course I can't. (laughs) Anyway, so it was my birthday yesterday and uh, it was very nice. My wife made a lovely dinner. My daughter gave me, uh, well, my wife gave a birthday card to my daughter to give to me. She gave her the card and she said, give that to daddy, go on. And so... I was holding my hands out going, give me the card, darling. And she was like, no, no, no. And she decided to keep the card for herself. So, okay, fine. You don't understand the concept of a birthday, do you? I mean, you're only, you're only 16 months old. So, you know, we don't blame you for it. Anyway, I had a lovely time. Thank you so much for the lovely birthday messages that you sent to me. Even if you didn't send me a message, uh, thank you anyway for not sending me a message. Or thank you for now realizing, oh, I didn't know. Oh, uh, it's okay. Thank you anyway. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to give a a special shout out to my students in my class today at the British Council where I teach. Uh, I'd like to give a special shout out to my group of students who surprised me today with presents, delicious cake and champagne at 10.30 this morning. So I was teaching, blah, blah, blah. And then they came in, some of them came in surprise and they all sang me happy birthday and presented me with cake and two bottles of champagne and champagne glasses this is france this is the way things are done in france pop champagne ten thirty in the morning everyone's got champagne going on well some people are drinking orange juice understandably but a lot of us you know half the class were drinking champagne i had a couple of glasses of champagne so we all drank champagne during the class in the morning this is all happening before 11 a.m um it seems that champagne is the only alcohol that you can drink in the morning and it's acceptable right i mean i don't know how it is in your countries but i think it's a general rule that champagne, yeah, you can drink that before lunch. Uh, you can drink that in the morning. That's fine. You can't really drink other drinks before lunch. Although I'm sure in some places, some of you out there are drinking vodka and beer at breakfast time and stuff. I don't know how things work in every country, but certainly in the UK and probably in France too, it's not really okay to drink whiskey, wine, beer or vodka in the morning. It's not really acceptable. And if you do that, you're kind of an alcoholic. But champagne, yeah, go for it. You can drink champagne at breakfast if you like. That's fine. So that was fun. And it was actually pretty interesting for me to teach English uh, after having drunk um, champagne. Um, uh, It was great, actually. (laughs) I'm just typing. It was great. It was actually really good fun. And anyway, I could go on about this forever but I won't. I need to get this introduction done and get into the episode, right? Yes, Luke, I know it's your birthday. Fine, but please, no more rambling. Get to the point. Okay. So anyway, I'm now another year older, which I am fine with. As I said in a recent episode, I'm absolutely fine with being 42 years old. Any fans of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that series of books and the movie, uh, which was written by Douglas Adams, a classic series of books, science fiction comedy books. Any fans of those books will know that the number 42 is very significant. It's, it is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. 
in that book, basically, there's a there's a, a passage in the book about a supercomputer that's created by the human race. They spend years and years and years. I think it's the humans. I can't remember who creates the computer, but they spend years to b- creating this supercomputer, and they because they need to know the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And the supercomputer processes this for centuries and centuries and people are waiting you know generations are born and die and you know uh, eventually the computer comes up with the answer to life the universe and everything and the answer is 42 <laughs> and the computer's like the answer's 42 and everyone's like we found it the answer to life the universe and everything it's 42 but the problem is no one can remember what the question is um so anyway there you go 42 it's the answer to life the universe and everything i just wish i knew what the question was um but anyway so anyway i'm a year older which is great but and that brings me to this episode which is a conversation with one of the pod pals paul taylor and the conversation is all about growing up getting older and becoming a father so as you will know if you heard the previous episode paul is about to become a dad for the first time His wife is pregnant. That's normally how this works. His wife is pregnant and the due date is at the end of June. Congratulations to the two of them on behalf of all of the Lepsters. Congratulations, guys. That's a huge audience of people all applauding. Congratulations. It's a girl, by the way. Uh, Hopefully she'll grow up to be friends with my daughter and friends with all the other kids from our circle of friends. Uh, We don't know what the name will be yet. We're all hoping that the rest of the pregnancy goes well and the birth too. We're looking forward to meeting the new addition to the family. Having a child can be a bit of a turning point in your life. I don't know if all of you listening to this have children. Um, uh, Maybe you have kids yourselves. Maybe you don't. But uh, having a child can be a, a bit of a turning point in your life. So in this conversation, Paul and I get a bit deep and meaningful and talk about where Paul is in his life at this point, including our thoughts about becoming a father, getting older, and growing up, and all that stuff. Um, and all all I have uh, here by way of an introduction at this stage are some questions for you to consider in order to prepare you a bit for what you're going to hear. Okay, now my introductions can be a bit long, I know, but just bear with me. And do consider these questions, because if you think about these questions... Think about your life a bit and just try and get into the headspace of these questions. It will help you as you listen to the conversation, all right? Um, this is just, this is a fact that if you uh, try to think about the subject of the conversation first, or su- if you try to uh, imagine or personalize um, the, the context of the conversation that you're about to listen to, you will find it easier to understand and easier to follow. This is true in exam preparation courses and stuff. People, We always recommend that you have a quick look at the questions to get an idea of what the topic of the conversation is going to be before you listen to it and start to imagine, start to personalize that stuff and sort of, you know, think about the topic. That's going to be going to prepare you much uh, better for listening and understanding the conversation. So think about these questions, right? Uh, this is going to prepare you for the conversation and hopefully you'll understand it more. As you get older, does your perception of other people change as you get older? For example, if you see a group of 18-year-olds, how do you feel? Like, let's say, if you're if you're like Paul and you're in your 30s, you're sort of 
uh, in your early 30s or approaching your mid-30s, or if you're like me, you're in your early 40s, if you see a group of younger people, let's say 18-year-olds, how do you feel? Like, if you, do, you, do you feel like... Um, isolated from them do you feel like you are similar to them or do you feel like the big difference between you and them how do you feel if you see people who are in their retirement if they're elderly people old people how do you feel then do you feel sort of um uh, close to them do you feel like you understand what they're going through how does it make you feel when you see people of different ages how do you feel about the passage of time and getting older um How does life change as you move from being a teenager into a young adult and then into being middle-aged and then retirement age and old age? What are the changes that we go through? What do you think of the way society views old people? What's the kind of status of old people in society where you are? Are they looked after? Are they sort of represented? Are they respected fully in your society? What about having children? Does it change your life? And if it does, how? Is it a change for the better? In what ways? What about your lifestyle? How, how are you living your life at the moment? Are you healthy? Are you good at looking after yourself? Do you keep yourself fit and do enough exercise? If not, why not? Have you managed to find a sport or exercise routine that suits you and that you enjoy? How about your diet and eating habits? Do you manage, to, do you, do you manage your diet well? Do you make sure you're staying healthy and eating the right things? How about drinking alcohol? Have you got that sort of under control? Do you do that in moderation? What about your daily routine? Getting up in the morning, all the things you do all throughout the day. Do you manage to get enough stuff done in your average day? What is your daily routine? Could you improve it in any way? How much discipline do you have in your life? How motivated and disciplined are you about doing things that don't bring you instant results. For example, are you prepared to go out running even if you don't really want to because you know that it's good for you ultimately? How about like your study routine? Are you prepared to like get your head down and do a bit of work on your English even though it might not really be that enjoyable in the moment? Um, do you think you need to change your lifestyle as you get older? Is that an easy thing to do? Uh, what about your parents? What influence did your parents have on your life? Obviously, a lot of influence. But how do you feel about the influence they've had on you? Do you ever judge the way your parents brought you up? Do you ever compare yourself to your parents? Do you ever feel like you can't live up to their expectations? Or that you can't live up to the example that they set for you in their life? Maybe you look at your parents and look at maybe successes or failures uh or perceived successes or failures of your parents and kind of compare yourself to them? Were either of your parents often not there when you were growing up? Were they kind of absent for whatever reason? Maybe they were working. Maybe one of them or both of them worked a lot and wasn't always there. How do you feel about that? At what age do people leave home and become independent in your country? What kind of time should you spend with your child or what kind of time would you Would you hope your parents spent with you? Should you always be there as a parent all the time? Or is it okay to be absent sometimes as long as you're working hard and making money to help support them? If you have kids or you're planning to have kids, what kind of example should you show to your children throughout your life? 
What aspects of your personality do you want them to inherit from you? Maybe you've got like good features and bad features or good aspects or bad aspects about you. Uh, Which of those things do you hope that they inherit? Which of those things do you hope they don't inherit? Which aspects of your personality would you rather they didn't learn? And how are you dealing with that or how are you planning to deal with that kind of thing? How do you pass on the good things and prevent them from picking up the bad things? Do you need to say yes more in your life? Do you, do you know? Do you feel like you need to be more positive? Or do you need to learn how to say no more to people? As you get older, do you feel that you're becoming more open-minded or less open-minded? Are you still happy to meet and get to know new people and see new places in your life as you get older? And is Paul ready to be a dad? Is he looking forward to it? Is he in the right stage of his life for parenthood? These are the sorts of questions we're talking about in this episode. Not directly answering them, but sort of these are the topics we're talking about and the things we're thinking about. Okay? So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Paul. And here we go. Right. So Amber's had to go and pick up her child, as usual, her son. She can't. That'll be me soon. Yeah. The, the next podcast, I'll have a. I mean, most likely the next time I'm on the podcast, I'll have a. Quite possibly. A, a, a little Parisienne. Yeah. Little girl. A little girl. That's right. And we didn't need more Parisiennes in the world, but I've decided to create another one. Well, um, yeah, you'll be able to at least try to tutor her in the ways of righteousness as she grows up. Exactly. That's what we try and do. Yeah. Try and bring up the good ones. We're just going to make my daughter and your daughter hung out as friends so they only speak English together yeah, yeah. so that they learn good English yeah let's hope so yeah <laughs> yeah we must yeah we must get them to hang out together but mine's going to be probably well yours yeah it's, it'll mine, be it'll, it'll be a be, while before they start hanging out it'll be maybe two years before they start yeah, I mean more than that because mine's going to be a year and a half older than yours mm. but as they get older that that difference will become less and of less of course yeah I wonder at what stage that's maybe when they're four and three Two and a, no, four and two and a half is too big of a difference, I think. Because two and a half, they're not, she might not be speaking yet. No, she should be speaking at about yeah. two and a half. She should be speaking some words then. I think, yeah, maybe I four know. and two and a half might work. Yeah, that might be the beginning. And I think but... two, two, and, two, and, two and three and a half might work. Yeah. When, when, my, when, when ours are speaking, that'll probably start. And hopefully when they get to teenagers. Yeah, that'll be fun. When they get to that time, like, God, you know, you like mine, will be, mine will be 18 and yours will be 16 and a half. Yeah. I think that's more likely to yeah. be a social situation. You know, they could get yeah. on with each oh, other God, then. can you imagine that? that I know, can you imagine? horrible. Like, I just can't think that far. I can't imagine myself being... It's not that far, man. It's well, not that it's not that long really. Well, it's half of it. what I've already it's it's more than half of my life so far. Wait. So you are how old? 32. 32. Yeah, so that's 18, isn't it? Or is it 16? 16. 16. Yeah. It's half. So of that's 32. half of my life added on to what I've and that for me sounds sounds like an eternity. I know it's not that far away. Because what was I thinking about the other Whoa, hello. Yeah, because um, you're holding the microphone down. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh. Sorry, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll bring it back up. Okay, we're it's, good. It might just be because the volume in my headphones is louder than Oh, that. is it? Yeah, if you turn the I'll volume down. I'll turn that down then. Um, what was I thinking about the other day? Yeah, I was in a... Oh, that was what it was. That was exactly what it was. So I was mm-hmm. doing a, a, a comedy show with Topito. Yeah. They were on tour mm-hmm. for the European elections. And we were at a, we were at a gig. Well, yes. we were at our, our gig, but the, it was comedy and, and a concert. Yeah. And the concert afterwards was a rapper. 
that no that no one's ever heard of, but he has millions of fans, and they're all like you know less than eighteen years old. They're, yeah. they're, they're, these fans, and I was just thinking, that's crazy because. I don't know. I'm looking at these young kids going, I mean, for me, they're not young kids. Like they're 18 years old. For me, I, I kind of still feel like I'm 22. So I don't feel far away from them. Yeah. But I'm like, oh God, like I'm, I'm almost double their age. And then, and then the thought came in. I was like, man, when my daughter is my age, she's going to then be looking at people their age doing the same. Like it's, yeah. and, and, and it's like the, oh, it's just, it was just like this weird just the the, oh, the realization of how, how quickly time goes and and how uh, yeah you sort of become old in other people's eyes mm. even though you don't really feel yeah, old yeah it's 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 difficult like i i mean it's difficult it's it's a, when when i think about it too much i get i get like really down about yeah. it but i mean you you have to be sort of philosophical about it don't you mm. you have to kind of think well like the aging process no one can do anything about that getting older yeah. that's not our fault that's just numbers yeah like um and and to be to get upset or depressed about that is it's like literally nothing you can do about yeah. time passing so there's no point yeah. worrying about that at all and everyone gets old if they're yeah. lucky yeah well it's i think it's also the i don't know the 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 the, the fact that we that with addy like we had sort of first-hand experience of her dad being old like he was 82 when he passed away mm-hmm. her grandma 96 when she passed away and they were like the two they were her parents basically her dad was old and her, her grandma was one that brought her up and, mm-hmm. and like we saw how like shit their lives were at that stage of, of life you know and, and, and it, 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 it it's the same as what we were talking about with Diane earlier on like you know I like she's lived an amazing See, like, we had, we, that wasn't on the podcast no 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 but it's just like this idea of, of we, we were talking about someone that we judge. know someone we know who is who's 85 years old and she's still doing stand-up well still doing i don't know i think she must have started it recently or no so diane actually is she's someone i i'd like to interview on this podcast because yeah, I, I think i'd love to find out her story i, I want to find out her story as well so diane listeners is uh someone that we know through stand-up and she's like 85 i think She's in her eighties, yeah, and she's st- she's doing stand up comedy with us, you know, on the in the same shows as us. But uh, she uh, originally was a like a sort of um, an entertainer in the nineteen sixties. Really, um, what do they call that kind of entertainment? Burlesque, like, bur- Vaud- yeah, vaudeville, sort of the burlesque vaudeville era in Paris, burlesque. So she wasn't a dancer. Right. She wasn't one of those because uh, in in a oh, bur- so she was here doing that. Yeah, she came wow. from the states and moved to Paris in the sixties. Wow. I don't really know all the reasons why. I need to interview her yeah. and find out all about it and see if she's got some stories to tell. Th- that's the thing. Like that, I. I <sighs> but so, but so she came and she um, ended up working as a sort of a musical entertainer. So I think she played she played piano and sang. And these days she plays the ukulele because uh-huh. it's like so easy for her to. Take Take the instrument yeah. to shows you know and being 85 like a ukulele is not too heavy and yeah. stuff uh, and so she does these little comedy songs on the ukulele and things like that so i think she's been doing entertainment oh, of sorts enough, for a long time yeah. but i whether whether i just get the impression that, that as a society as a western society we don't really care about old people anymore we just we, we kind of forget them a little bit when in reality like even at 32 i'm like like I've got, like I've got stories to tell. I've got stuff that I could, you know, experiences that I've been through mm-hmm. that could help people that can whatever. And, and that are just interesting stories. And, and that's why I'm doing stand up because, because I want to share those stories. Yeah. 
I can't even imagine when I'm 80, like how much more I will have to, to, to say. Yeah. But we don't, like we, I don't know, we, 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 as a society, we don't really care. Like we just, I just see old people, they're all lonely. They, they, they don't, their families don't care about them a lot. They put into like old people's homes. You know, there's just like this thing of like, we yeah. don't appreciate older people for everything that they can, you know, I don't know. It's just a weird, uh, I don't it's know. It's a tricky one. I think that, um, because we live in an aging society now, yeah. Um, more because as people live longer, and the birth rate potentially goes down, yeah, which it appears to be doing, yeah. Um, we'll have more, more and more old, old people, yeah. people, and you know, like uh, so maybe that will change. Let's hope maybe, so. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think uh, that's that, the thing that I work. That's the thing that I I think when I think about it, it gets me down more. Is like when I I don't mind getting old, but I yeah. I I'm I'm scared about what I see in society now towards older people yeah. that that'll happen to so me. You're concerned that as you get older, your status will, will kind of go down and that the people just won't be interested in you anymore. Or just that feeling of like, when you go to a show yeah. to do stand up and you look at the audience and yeah. they're all like 18, 19 yeah. year, year olds and you worry about what they think of you. And they think to your concern, like I would be concerned about this, that I would be concerned that they, um, don't think I'm relevant and that therefore they're judging me on like, Oh, he look at him. He's over 40. So we don't care what he has to say that sort of thing. And that's only going to kind of increase as we get yeah. older and older. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Potentially. Yeah. I think it's just more the, 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 the loneliness part of it. I think like, cause I, I, I see my mum. she's 70 something mm-hmm. and you know, she's at home in Canterbury Really, she doesn't do anything. She, she lives in Canterbury. Yeah, she doesn't have yeah. anything going on. Like her life is is social media following my life, basically. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. Like it, 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 it. You know, it makes me sad a little bit because I, 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 I know that you know you have kids and and you know and, th- and yeah. I, I left. You know, and I, I feel bad now because I feel like I should be with her more. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, especially if you're going to have a daughter, yeah. she, she, she will want to. She, she, so, yeah. So, what you're saying is that as we move through life, our role in society and therefore our value in that society changes. Yeah. And when you get to a certain age, when you're, you know, retired, basically, yeah. What is it that we will contribute to society? And yeah. Will we have no value anymore? And we'll we'll feel sidelined yeah. and ignored. Well, because that's how that's what I feel like. People who are retired and you know, after 65, I feel like that's what those people, that's what we're putting those, you know, that's how we think of people. I don't know if we all do, you know. Not all, but yeah. I think as a society but in as general. Generally, maybe, maybe in general like in society, see, don't, we don't, we don't value older people enough. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't, you know, you don't see them in films that much. You don't see them on mm-hmm. TV that much. Yeah. You don't see them doing anything really. Um, in the media that much and so you know all you see is like reality tv stars are all 18 instagram people are all 16 yeah. and it's just like the 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 general like oh we don't know what to do with old that's the thing they don't know we don't know what to do with old people especially older women as well because yeah. like in movies there's always like a few roles for the older men like there are in movies there are certain kind of characters that yeah. can be older men yeah and you see actors you know aging actors yeah. that are still getting roles but for women mm. it's just like the roles disappear when they hit even 50 yeah or even less than that they all uh. just disappear so yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on the industry, but yeah, it's just and and there are more older women than older men because men tend to die earlier. So yeah. there's more old women that I see, you know, in in our neighbourhood, like yeah. doing their shopping on their own yeah. uh, because they must, you know, uh, Addie's grandma was one of those. That she, you know, she unfortunately yeah. lost her husband early on in life. Yeah, she never got married again and that kind of stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just this weird sort of. It's not. It's not that. It's not the fact that oh, I'm getting older age wise. Yeah. that's bothering me. Yeah. I mean, physically, I can I can feel myself. It's weird because as soon as as soon as <laughs> like we are having a baby or that we know that we're having a baby, I feel like my body has been like, cool. Now that I know that your sperm works, the rest <laughs> of you is not working. So I've I've got like these what? new yeah like the, thirty two has been you know when people are like oh I, you know you you get you thirty two for me has been the age that I've realised that I've gotten older. Like I've yeah. got pains where I've never had them before. Uh-huh. I've had difficulties doing stuff that I've never had before. Like I've got pain in my arm constantly. Like mm-hmm. it's a constant like in a specific the way i move it it aches yeah uh i you know i tried going running uh, again uh, like i do every year and then i've like had a really bad pain in my foot like all this stuff has happened this year and i'm just like <laughs> i wow. have to say i like listening to you talk about all the pain and discomfort yeah th- there's actually quite a lot of humor in that you know <laughs> Maybe. like if you're, if you're as you as comedians we're always looking for things to talk about yeah you could talk you could talk about this you know yeah maybe like this is quite funny like talking about how you've got a pain in your foot yeah that's that's funny it's just it just but i i always remember uh, up until 32 always listening to people who were older to, complaining about aches and pains and yeah. stuff like that i'm just like i just don't i don't like i don't, yeah. I don't understand how the body just and now it, it impregnated someone and now my body's like cool we don't need you anymore you've reproduced your yeah. yourself yeah. and now you can die you don't need you we don't need your feet anymore exactly. it's like let the feet go <laughs> yeah um, it's horrible and i like I, I i i put on weight a lot quicker this year just it's just this specific year yeah weirdly but I mean, in a way, as a person who's older than you, yeah. I'm very happy to hear all of these things because it's like, yeah, welcome to the team, Paul. Welcome, welcome to the other side. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the team. We all embrace you with open yeah. arms. Uh, but uh, I've I heard what well, who is it I I heard talking about this recently in in, in an interview, Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, the actor. He was talking about you know preparing for his role in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And uh, the interviewer was like, you know, how about, you know, your, your fitness routine? And is it more difficult, like keeping in shape and stuff? And he's like saying, yeah, it's terrible. And because, you know, I'm getting old. I don't know how old he is now. But he's in his late 40s or something. Yeah. He said, like, everything hurts all the time now. Yeah. And he's talking to Scarlett Johansson and saying, you know, she was saying, yeah, it hurts more and more as you get older. And he said to her, just wait until you're my age and you'll find that, like, even lying in bed for a night makes your body hurt like and it's kind of true sometimes i feel like that i've i mean i'm not that old i'm 42 next week uh and um so but sometimes i'll just feel like just lying in bed is just uncomfortable yeah i just can't get a comfortable position yeah and it's just you just sort of learn to live with it yeah but sometimes it's it's better than others like these at the moment at this period i'm sort of feeling quite comfortable in my in my body but um yeah, you've got to. We have to. You have to try and keep fit. Think you have to be more organised. You've yeah. got to try and stay, uh, live healthier, uh, drink less, yeah. um, and generally look after yourself as you well, get older. So it was funny because going along those lines, when I was on tour last week, um, so there was there was, there was uh, who who was out. Um, so it, there was me, uh, Urbain, yeah, and a guy called Pierre Tevenou, who's a uh, you know who's who's young also. 
so three of us comedians were performing. The three it, of you, the same age, or is what? Uh, me and Urbain is the same age. I think he's thirty-one. Yeah, Pierre, I think might be a couple of years younger, or maybe the same age. It's Around the same. Five, bet- yeah, give or take five years. Okay. And we we were after the show. We were out with like the 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 so the boss of Topito, who's mid forties. The guy who runs Europa Vox, who also runs Rock on Sen, like the the he's forty odd mid forties. He's a promoter. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. third guy who's part of the European Union for some reason, whatever he's, whatever it was. <laughs> these three guys who are like all older than us. I think they were closer to fifty, to be fair. Yeah, or mid fifties. Anyway. We we were all knackered, so we end up going to sleep yeah. like at two in the morning or three. And these these older guys were out to like six in the morning uh, drinking. And I'm just uh, we were like, how do you like how are you doing it? They're like, wait until you have kids because mm-hmm. when you have kids, you just sleep less and you get used to sleeping less. Yeah. So now we don't need to sleep. Like if we go to ho- if we go to bed at six, we can get up at ten and we're fine. That's- like I'm like ah oh, okay. Strangely enough, I think I am in better shape now. If I hadn't had a child 16 months ago, mm. I think I wouldn't be in as good shape as I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, weirdly enough, having a kid does kind of keep you a little bit younger in a sense that you kind of train. It's like training every day. Yeah. And every day, on your toes. I, I pick her up and put her down like lots of times during the day, which is like doing kettlebell training, <laughs> right? So it's the best form of kettlebell training. Yeah. I make sure that I'm... I'm, I'm, I do my squats when I'm, when I'm picking her up. Oh, I don't, you know, bend from the back. I try yeah. and bend from the legs. And I, so I'm like trying to incorporate workouts. Works, workouts into my day. And we live on the top floor of the, the building. So we have to yeah. go up and down the stairs. And I go up and down those stairs a lot. Uh, sometimes, you know, many times in a day. Sometimes I go up and down with, you know, I go up and down the stairs at least once with my daughter in my arms every day. Sometimes I actually put her in the pram and carry the pram all the way down the stairs wow. and back up again. Did you sell the old one? The um, old pram? No, we're going to take it to my parents' place okay. and leave it there and then that'll be the pram for when we go back to my parents. Right, okay. Um, so we're not, we're not, you know, we're not selling it. We might sell it at some point, but okay. uh, we're not selling it yet. So yeah, like uh, having kids can keep you in shape weirdly because you, you, yeah, it's I think like so. on the job training. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I, like, I, I figured that like I'm so di- not disorganized, but I just have no structure to my life right now. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no structure to when I wake up. There's no structure to when I do anything. There's no structure to the work day. Well, Adi will sometimes, uh, you know, at 11.30 at night be like, oh, can you just make sure this email is fine before I send it tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. Like there's just no structure to what we're doing. And I'm hoping that having a kid is like, cool. Well, now we, from this time to this time, yeah. I'll be on my phone on social media. Yeah. Everyone leaves me alone. Uh, from this time to this time is family time. From this time to this time is is other time. Like well, that we structure the day a bit more to be yeah. more productive. Uh, and included in that, I'd like to, to get back to do it. Because I figured, I did this when I came back from... Uh, uh, late show the other night and I got a McDonald's at like two in the morning. And then when I got back to my flat, we're with the seven floors, right? They're mm-hmm. not, they're not similar. To, it's like a, a the, 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 the stairs going up is a, a, a like very small. It's like a, it's like a really tight staircase, spiral, staircase. spiral staircase, but there's seven floors and three basement floors. So what I did was, and I parked my scooter in, in like the on in the, in in, the, at, at minus one, the lower ground. Yeah. So then I walked down, I went into the stairway, I walked down to the, to the bottom. 
Yeah. And then just sprinted to the top, to Whoa. the seventh. At like 2.30 in the at morning. At 2.30 in the morning. With a McDonald's inside your stomach. Yeah. And then like <laughs> walked back down to the first floor, which is which is where we're at. I thought, oh, I, I don't need to go to the park. I need to go to, I just need to do that like yeah. three times in the morning. Yeah. And but just, it, might, it might be worth walking up it once and then yeah, coming to down warm up. and yeah, then yeah. sprinting up it and yeah. then walking up it again. Yeah. You know, rather than just at 2.30 in the morning, your body's like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I I need to I need to work. I I I I can't stand my like I've just got this belly that I've had forever, but I for some reason I see it more now in photos and stuff. So that's why I wear black all the time. I'm just black. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that's just become because you'd become more and more Parisian. No, I've just I, I just I can't deal with my with my skin. I'm not wearing dark colors today, but I uh, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or because I live in Paris now, but like. I, my clothing has gone progressively darker shades darker shades yeah. to, towards to the point where i'm like choosing to buy black jeans yeah and black uh jackets yeah. instead like you know 10 years ago no i never wore black yeah it was just not one of the colors <laughs> i wore and these days sometimes i go out and i realize i'm in navy blue and black yeah and that's and that's it you know all yeah. the, the trainers if i'm buying a pair of converse i'm like i'm gonna buy black yeah. you know just black converse yeah. <laughs> like just these yeah, black, like, like your black, black nike shoes, that yeah. you've got i, I the, the thing is like i so i bought three pairs of the same jeans yeah three of the same jumpers yeah and six black t-shirts yeah and so it what's great is i i don't waste any time anymore figuring out what i'm wearing i just get up i wear the same clothes every day for since the beginning of january since i finished my show i've worn this same outfit for the last now it's getting it's into good. summer it's starting to get warm though yeah. like we were out yesterday because it was quite nice in paris and so we were out yesterday in the park and i felt like i was getting warm i was just in a, in a black took the jumper off and i was in a black because t-shirt. in the sunlight the the, the black yeah. absorbs they say the black absorbs the heat yeah of the so i light. need to i need to figure out like a summer outfit but i just can't i just don't want to bother with clothes anymore. just change you stick with the black trousers and just change to white for your tops. Yeah, but then like, I look f- massive. Do you? Yeah. But you don't look as massive as you think. No, of course not, because you always think you look uh, yeah. bigger than you do. But I just see photos with my beer tits but, and my beer belly. How about the, the beer drinking? Uh, uh, you Since you bought that electric scooter, you drank, you've been drinking less, right? I have been drinking less. And have you, have you tried cutting out the booze for a month or something? Uh, I did in January, and that worked, but I just, I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is now that I've got a scooter though I walk less because right. before I would walk to the metro eight minutes I do or nine tons minutes of walking do you I do, I do no loads. walking anymore and so I need to yeah. get off that I need I don't know I just, what I need to do what because I, I can't remember who was, I, what I need to do is just work out in the morning which means that I'm then I can allow myself to be lazy and get transport and take my scooter from yeah. my door yeah. to another door yeah, and yeah. not walk so I just yeah. need to make up for that exercise by mm. doing by running or doing some sort it's, of I feel the same way about sport and, and keeping fit though because you need to find something that you enjoy doing yeah. like I'm, I think I'm in some ways I'm very very lazy and I, I, if I don't really want to do something I don't do it at all I'll mm. find ways to yeah. avoid doing it yeah. and so exercises like that you know I could go to the oh. gym and do uh, do workouts like twice a week but I just don't enjoy going to yeah. the gym uh, there's nothing pretty, about it that I like but I think uh, is it laziness or procrastination I don't know what it is it's I think it's more like I'm not prepared to do things that I don't enjoy you know the idea of uh um what's it word what's what's the expression for it uh delayed um gratification, gratification. Yeah. delayed gratification that uh 
So the idea being that if there's something that you want to do that just makes you feel good, that you like doing, that's gratifying, like, for example, eating some chocolate, yeah. right, that you put it off until later. Yeah. Or if it's, if, if it's a work thing, if you've got a choice of what kind of work to do, yeah. you think, am I going to work on the difficult, important stuff or am I going to work on the stuff that makes me feel good here and now? Yeah. You, what we should do is try to delay that gratifying work yeah. and work on the more difficult stuff yeah. and then work on the more you know enjoyable yeah. stuff later so delayed gratification basically just like in, you know if you walk past a, a boulangerie and you see like a nice uh, pan of chocolat in the window that you say to yourself i won't have that now yeah. you know that's delayed gratification so apparently it's something that we're supposed to do so for me it's kind of like i need probably to do more delayed gratification Maybe, yeah. in that should... in that like i or, or maybe I should be more prepared to 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 put in the hard work because you know no pain no gain right. Yeah. So, but I always feel yeah. like oh I just don't want the pain. Yeah, I, I so I don't go to the gym. Yeah, I'm I'm like that. I I think the it's it's <clears throat> I'm I I figured out what my I think my problem is that it I want immediate results for everything. So yeah. Going to the gym, I know that in six months I'll look better, but it's too like it's too. I need I need some sort of instant thing that shows you, you know yeah. it's it's similar to my <clears throat> to the show to the documentary series um that we made stereo yeah. trip yeah like that might end up being sold to uk tv it might end up blowing up somewhere else yeah but it's not in france that it's going to blow up because it's in english and also it's on a paid tv channel yeah and so <clears throat> because i was so used to the previous show what the fuck being instantly gratifying gratifying like the video goes out gets a couple of hundred thousand views in a day yeah. straight away. I'm like, yes, it's worth me doing this hard work. You go from writing it to filming it to putting it on YouTube in like a matter of days. No, about a month. Oh, it's a month. Yeah, but it's still, it, it was more. But it's pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah, but it's more the release and the the instant views afterwards yeah. for that specific thing. For Stereo Trip, it's like, ugh, which is kind of now why my show's online. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I hope people see it. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with sport. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to wait six months for, for I, it's different. And that's why I don't, well, we go back to why I don't read novels or I don't watch TV shows because it's too, like, I need the yeah. the fix now, you know, and oh, I need you, to learn better how to, and that's why, maybe subconsciously, that's why I procrastinate because, I finished the subtitles to my show the day that I was releasing it and it was too late because I didn't realize it was going to take so long to export. Whereas I could have done the subtitles three months before, but because I wasn't going to see the result yeah. and people weren't going to see the result for another right. three months, I think subconsciously I pushed it out to the latest possible That's time. kind of, I guess, what I mean by delayed gratification, that you choose to do the work that that you don't get the immediate results from. So, I, I, so the pattern is... Let's say if it's about keeping fit and healthy, yeah. you don't um, uh, you don't want to go to the gym or do the running because you don't get immediate results from it. Although it will make you feel good that day, it will. Yeah, running and doing exercise <clears throat> makes you feel good when you've finished. I mean, even if it's just like oh, I'm not running anymore, that's good. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, that's like, for me. That's exactly it. Like, it but also <laughs> it does. You do get endorphins and all that stuff. Yeah, right? you do, it's good for you. It's yeah. good. It's it, it, it releases chemicals in your brain that make you feel good after you've yeah. done it. If you've done like proper exercise, yeah. you do feel good. It's it's very good way of dealing with depression and dealing with um, like insomnia and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but 
Yeah, but you, you kind of think, I don't want to do this jogging thing because I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to get the results immediately. So you, so you actually don't do it. Yeah, I'm the same. Like for me, doing exercise, I can't just go and do exercise just because it's going to keep me fit. Yeah. I have to do exercise that I just enjoy doing there and then. Yeah. And that's why I don't do any exercise because I can't find anything that I just enjoy doing for, the, for its own yeah. sake. I used to love... Football. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So football, yeah. So sp- like a specific sport where there's a... Like I used to love playing squash uh, at university with my mate because I, it would it, it would be fun it would just be a fun activity yeah. and that's like a really good workout the whole body's being worked that's out that's for me the most important thing that, and also it's just good for you to do something that's fun yeah. like having fun is yeah, really yeah. good so the the only sport I can think of that I would actually want to do is football but it just takes 11 other people to play yeah, that's you've got to problem. get all the right people I don't yeah. know the right people and also here in Paris I mean this is the laziness this is where the laziness comes in and also just the inconvenience because my life is these days like it's hard to find the time but like the to do it here in Paris you'd need to go to a football uh like club a sports center uh, that's like on the edge of Paris. Yep. So you have to get an RER or get like a uh, metro that takes yeah. you quite far away and uh, you lose an hour of your day just getting there and getting back and then finding the right people to hang yeah. around with. And for me, there's also like the other thing, which is like the language barrier of like, there's that sense of like, oh, but I'm going to have to go and well, it's I, gonna, so, all going to be in French. So it's, uh, yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Well, and, I, uh, I met when I, when I was doing, um, when I was doing uh, a sports chronic uh whatever you call it like a like a report yeah there were, uh, when when the, for the tv yeah when the premier league uh rights got bought by sfr which is a uh it's equivalent of bt sports in the uk uh-huh. um i was doing like a three minute bit about the different clubs and making fun of newcastle because whatever mm-hmm. uh, there's another guy on there there's a journalist i can't remember his name now but he him and he used to work at eurosport and it was a bunch of people that they used to go play five a side together every week. Yeah. And I think they probably still do. And so I signed up, like I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. So I went once and it was a bunch of English speaking people that are doing five a side, but I was so shit. <laughs> Literally. I, 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 I spent 15 minutes on the field and then I was finished. I was like, I'll go and goal for the whole rest of Wait, the hour. Because you were a bat. You were uh, the I worst. I wasn't fit. Yeah. I wasn't, oh, you, were, you weren't fit. Uh, I was good, but I'm just unfit. I was completely unfit because I hadn't done any sport in about 10 years. How did it feel? Tell, tell me. Uh, it just, it felt horrible. Like it just, it, 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 it was embarrassing that I, uh, I was so unfit, but it was just, I couldn't. Fi- yeah. Physically, to describe physically, the physical feeling. I just couldn't keep up. Like I, I couldn't run. I couldn't, uh, like I was catching, look, looking for my breath. Like the right. whole time I was just like, out of breath all the time yeah and there was things that i wanted to do but i just couldn't and so i just went in goal yeah now, i know what you mean like you're running around the football pitch you are out of breath a lot yeah which means you just you get pain in your chest just that burning feeling of like yeah. your lungs trying to get the air and also yeah not not having enough oxygen and so you 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 lose strength in your legs yeah and you can't run you can't sprint and yeah. then you can't control the ball or kick it very very well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, that's fit. That's the fitness. So yeah. it's not that you're shit at football. No, it's just I'm, that I'm you, all right. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually yeah. pretty decent. I always have been fairly good at football. Yeah, uh, you must be if you're. I imagine it runs in the family. Your brother. <laughs> yeah, a, maybe a, it does. A professional I don't know. footballer. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but the, the the. But yeah, I need like I need a, a, a sport. I can't just like running. I've I've gone running a few times, and after maybe two weeks, is the most that I've held out. In a in a in a in a run, like maybe a month. Maybe I did a month. I did a well. Well, here's here's how like 
when I've got the right motivation, I can. A couple of years ago, uh, my mates from England that you've met, mm-hmm. the, the four of us were on like a Nike running challenge. Yeah. And it was the month of August and it was like the first to 50K. First, first one first to get to, to 50K. 50K. You don't win anything. You just get the bragging. It's just like a... And, and you've, you're all on an online portal which records your, your exactly. distances. Yeah. So you can actually check in to see how much yeah. distance each one of you yeah. has done. I did it in 10 days. You did the 50K in 10 yeah. days. I, so I went out running and I did like, I did three, I probably did 3K the first day, five the second, because uh, I was like, okay, I'm warming up. And then uh, like maybe six or seven. And then I did like two or three 10Ks. Yeah. That was it. In 10 days, I'd want, and like I'd beat the, I, all of them, floored all of them. But that's the thing. It's that the element of competition it, makes, it. It, makes it fun. That's it. But that's why football is, it, yeah. you, you run around and run around. Like when I play football, I run and run and run and I get out of breath. But I keep going because I just enjoy trying to, you know, tackle the players and trying yeah. to score goals. Yeah, yeah. And it's the element of competition that makes it fun. Yeah. And then I'm not thinking about I'm doing this to keep fit. I'm doing this. I'm, do- I'm thinking I'm doing this just because it's fun. Yeah. And I like the, yeah, exactly. the, 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 the uh, being with the people. Yeah. Whereas on, when you're on your own, it's like it's really hard to develop the sense of competition yeah. because, you know, I know it's, for some people it's exactly what they like. And I've got a people who listen to this while they're running and if you are running while you listen to this keep going yeah don't stop there you yeah, go motivation beat, beat your record from yesterday yeah left foot right foot well and foot. even nike have started doing that like well started a long time ago yeah. they started paying celebrities to when you're listening to music if you hit 5k they'll be like beyonce is coming on your ears being like hey girl you go girl yeah <laughs> like to give you more motivation <laughs> And, uh, and it, it, I, I guess it works, but yeah, it's just on my own. Like the cool thing with tracking runs is that, like you go, all right, tomorrow I'm going to try and do a hundred more meters in the, t- in the same time. If I'm running for 25 minutes, I'm going to do 200 more meters through. And so you try and, you know, bring down your average, but then you're like, oh, well, the thing is I took a different route today and the roads are slightly higher or lower. So you mm. can't really compare the result. It's just, I don't know. I've just got, I've got zero motivation to do things that don't have instant results. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, me too. And like the thing about playing football is you do get instant results because if yeah. you make that tackle or if you uh, make a good pass yeah. or if you score a goal, I mean, it's a it's really good feeling. And yeah. so you get lots of these little good feelings yeah. all the time. Uh, whereas running, it's just, I don't know, I just uh, personally, I, I find it really hard to keep the motivation yeah. up. And I'm just like running, running, I'm just all the time. I'm thinking, I just want to go home. I just, I just don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Whereas for some people... It's really, it, it it it's really good for them, and they really get yeah. it, and they really enjoy it, and and stuff. I, I, I'm I'm envious of those people. Yeah. I, just, like, yeah. it, I mean, it's like for me, it's the equivalent of imagine you go to the kitchen every day and you spend half an hour cooking a meal that you don't eat, and but six months later you then start eating the meals that you've started creating. Like it, you you <laughs> you, create, you you make a meal, yeah, then you put it to the side, and then you eat something else. You eat mm-hmm. you eat not what you've made. And so, but you, you are forced to go into the kitchen every day for half an hour to make food that you'll, you'll, you'll eat maybe six months or a year down the line, which is the equivalent of me of like, I'm going running. I'm not enjoying going running, yeah. but I know that six, if I do it every day, six months down the line, I'll look better and I'll feel better. But I just, I can't, I, I, it, yeah. it, re- it really bums me out. What do you think the uh, successful people are doing, Paul? Because you know, this is what, you know, you read In these, sport or in life? Just generally, yeah, in life. They get up at 5 a.m., and they get their work done before everyone else wakes up and they're always positive and life's a marathon, not a sprint. And all this like... But do all of them, or do all the successful people do that or is it just some of them? 
Because there's like Casey Nice, Nice, what's his face? Nice Stat. Casey Nice Stat, the YouTuber, and what's who's the actor? Uh, um, he's in he's in Transformers films. He's from Boston. Shia LaBeouf. No, he's from Boston. He's uh, he's in The Departed. Uh, he's got a brother who is a pop star. He, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, right? He gets... Oh, come on. Come on. I've got to find his workout routine. It's re- freaking ridiculous. He gets up like two hours before he goes to bed. Right? This is how... Uh, he's like... Before he's... Yeah, that's not possible, but that's just an example. <laughs> he gets up two hours before he goes to bed. Yeah. He's, he's getting up so early that he's not even gone to bed yet. Um Mark Wahlberg, uh, I want his fitness routine, please. Fuck. I just, I don't understand. Like, I do understand, but it just, it, 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 it annoys me that I can't do that. Right, and I'm going to find a description of Mark Wahlberg's grueling daily routine. Um, well, I was listening to Joe Rogan. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, um, on a typical day, the actor, this is from a BBC report, uh, Mark Wahlberg has revealed a punishing daily routine involving getting up in the middle of the night to work out. The 47-year-old, known for keeping in shape, detailed his regime while answering fans' questions on Instagram. On a typical day, the actor rises at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> like, no. Sorry, no. Before half an hour of prayers. He prays for half an hour. Okay. Fair, fair enough. All right. After breakfast at 3.15... <laughs> He does a 95-minute workout, followed by another meal, shower, snack, golf, and cryo-chamber recovery, all before 10.30. He goes to bed at 7.30, he revealed. Like, sorry, Mark, no, I'm not going to do that. No. Like, I, like, I understand there's benefits to doing that, but for me, the benefits are having a life in the evening yeah. and being in bed. And for me, the benefit of that is like of not getting up at 2.30 is waking up maybe at 2.30 yeah and then rolling over onto the cold side of the pillow yeah. and falling back to sleep again it's amazing oh. I can't I just it's because uh, it, I, I watch a lot of YouTube now that I'm quite active on the platform yeah so I see all these motivational things and people there's a guy called Matt Diavella who's whose videos are really good like he's really genuine and all that kind of stuff, but it's just like, and he also calls out bullshit at some at some point. But there's still like this thing of, uh, and it goes back to what I was saying in the previous podcast about like waking up late is like a bad thing in society. Yeah, and I don't know if if I woke up early and did all that kind of stuff, I would probably end up may probably doing more stuff. I remember that honestly, that the, the, I feel like the most amount of work that I got done and the best, the most productive I was in the past couple of years was January to March last year or February to April last year. Sorry. When I was vlogging every day, yeah. when I was doing a vlog every day uh, on YouTube, which meant I was filming the whole day, trying to create a story out of nothing, yeah. editing it in the evening Um and on the nights that I was performing my show, which was three nights a week at that stage. So on a, on a Friday, I don't even remember my routine of I on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday. I'd like I'd wake up, film stuff during the day, do my stand up show uh, at 8 p.m., get home at 11, edit from 11 till three. Rele- the video would be out on, at 7 a.m. You'd, uh, you'd 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 set it to automatically yeah, publish I, yeah, at I'd, seven. I'd publish it at three in the morning, but it would it would it would be a delayed publish until seven right, in the morning. I see. And the next day, I'd start all again. But the next day, I'd I, I the video would be out at seven. I wouldn't be up at seven. Like yeah. the video would be out at seven. Um, I'd maybe get up at twelve. 
by the time I got up at 12, there were comments on the seven o'clock video. So I had some stuff to bounce off of for the next day's content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I felt super productive. And since then, I've not really found a, the productive thing again. Also, yeah. that period, like I didn't have any evenings really. Uh, there were a couple of times where I would film a Q&A session mm-hmm. um, or your comments section yeah. at, on one of the same days that I filmed. So I had like a Sunday off yeah, <clears throat> where I didn't have to film, but I still had content coming out on the Sunday. And since then, I've not really found a thing. But yeah, it just seems that people people get up really early. These these super successful people who we're talking about, like the you know the these famous uh, routines, like I mean that Mark Wahlberg one. I, I mean that's just ridiculous. It's, Getting up at two thirty, mental. Come on. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, listening to him though, he he do, he works out every day mm-hmm. uh, or at least five days a week. Uh, but he's doing comedy in the evenings. Every day he's doing a set at the comedy store or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Getting home quite late. And he's doing almost a podcast every day as well. Like a yeah. three-hour conversation. That I, I don't know if he's preparing any of it. But it's just a lot. Like his his I mate just, Jamie does a lot of the work for, for that. But, and, probably. And he just sits there and talks about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, uh, yeah. and when, when, when animals attack. Yeah. <laughs> right? Have you noticed? They do. Every episode comes back to UFC uh, doing jujitsu and animals fighting with each other and buf- yeah. buffaloes fighting lions and then DMT <laughs> stories. It's just- yeah, or stand-up stories of like, uh, yeah. like I, I like those the most when they're just talking about the industry and stuff. Yeah. It, but yeah, it's, but so, I, so I think, because I, I know that Steve Jobs and Tim Cook both, they get they would get up at five or Tim still gets up at five uh steve jobs would get up ridiculously like tim gets up at five reads a bunch of emails uh, answers all his emails before 9 a.m and obviously has breakfast and does whatever he does before 9 a.m he's then at the at the office at nine is in meetings all day you know kissing babies doing whatever he has to do as ceo (laughs) of the of the company and then uh goes to bed quite early i don't know where they have time to spend with their families i don't get it like these guys right they're public figures who are known for all this shit, right? For being successful people, but in their personal lives, they might be a disaster. I mean, this is they true. might not be getting the, the the rich personal experience that we get, which means they might not get to turn over onto the cold side of the pillow yeah. and sleep for another hour, or they might not get that the enjoyment of eating a pan of chocolat. Yeah, I don't know. It's a stupid I still, joke. Yeah, I, I I still don't. I don't know. I I, I mean, what I'm, what I, I mean, still feel like I'm 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 below what I should be in my relationship. Like, I feel like I spend not enough time with my wife. I feel like I spend too much time on social media working, uh, a, yeah. posting, figuring out, okay, how am I going to post? If I'm going to post this video, how do I need to resize it so that it fits an Instagram thing, yeah. but the subtitles don't get cut off. And then what time do I need to post it on Instagram? So it gets the most amount of views possible. Like all, all of this is going in my head and oh, I'm thinking no. about it. And meanwhile, Addy's telling me a story about something that I'm not listening to because yeah. I'm too fucking focused on my own shit. Yeah. And I'm hoping that having a baby like fi- fixes some of that. I don't know, man. I don't think. Um, I, I think we all hope that for things when we have our kid and that, that things will be fixed. But uh, no, like the child's not going to fix things for you. But you might change your behaviour. Yeah. But it might not be that the child's going to fix. You're the one who has to fix. Oh, of yourself. course, I'll yeah. fix it. But I yeah. think I, I'm hoping that the, one of the side effects of losing a lot of sleep and realizing, okay, cool. Like I'm not the only important person. I think yeah. I, 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 from the people I've spoken to, like there's something that biologically changes in your brain. Like yeah, it's not all about so. you anymore. It's about mm. that you've got to keep mm. this person alive. Yeah, true. And you've got to, you've got to think 18 years from now, how are you going to pay for their university? Yeah. How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to do that? And that kind of gives you another, 
another, you know, like when I quit my job, like that, that was a motivation, like that six months of me building my show when I didn't have an income, I didn't, now that I've got an income, I, and it's not a steady income, but you know, if I'm doing shows, I'll get paid and it's, it's, it's enough to live off and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel like I have that. It it does make you like having a child does make you reevaluate things. It's true. And suddenly certain things become much more important, plainly important. And and you also realize, well, I'm not going to waste my time on certain other things. It doesn't fix everything at all by any means, but it does make you reevaluate and and shift uh, the importance of certain things. For me also, I'm thinking about how do you, uh, how do, how to be a good dad? It's quite difficult to know. Obviously, it's a huge challenge. People say that having a child is like the most difficult thing. Yeah. Um, um, like Bill Burr, of <laughs> Bill course. Burr's. You're now thinking of Bill Burr's his routine about... Bending over, putting DVDs into DVD players. Sending the kids to bed on some trumped-up charges. <laughs> Any job you can do in your pajamas is not a job. So Bill Burr's got a famous routine, listeners, about, oh. about uh, how uh, he was watching Oprah and... Oprah introduced some women onto the stage as mothers and she said it's the hardest job in the world being a mother and Bill Burr obviously then he couldn't take this and he started he does this routine about how it's not the hardest job in the world that roofing in August when you're ginger is the hardest or ice road truckers you know deadliest catch yeah like if you're a if you're a fisherman in the North Sea yeah. in, in in February or whatever but um it's very funny but anyway but so yeah how do you be a da- be the right dad and I was kind of thinking so maybe someone like Casey Nysat Nysat nice stat. he does say in his routine that he spends you know a certain amount of time yeah. guaranteed with his kids yeah but someone who's a workaholic and he's got like a very, very rigid working uh, routine. You kind of think, well, that person isn't spending a lot of quality time with their kids. Like I'm not getting up early in the morning to do all my work, but I am spending a lot of time with my daughter uh, in a day. You know, I spend a lot of time with her. Uh, But then I kind of think, but is just spending time with your child the thing? Because it's Mm. no good spending, it's like your daughter doesn't want to grow up spending time with a, a useless dad. Or spending time with a dad who, who's like yeah. not not achieving anything else. Like maybe what children need is not just quality time with you, or not just time with you, but quality time with you. And also they need someone who is fulfilling themselves in yeah. their career as well. And maybe the gift that you can give to your kids is to be someone who has maybe devoted more time to their work than you know it's hard to tell yeah like well, how, do, how should we spend our time it's, well it's it, it's an interesting question because if i look if i think about my i mean it, this and it also all might be a subconscious thing because there's no conscious part of me that goes yeah like i remember spending time with my dad and that was like the most important part of me growing up or my mum and that was the most important like I don't remember the times that they spent with me and I I also think I mean I remember good times spent with my my mum and dad and like you know I think about my dad for example and you know um I I often look look at his life and sort of compare his life to my life and stuff like that the thing for me is that my dad was always a very successful person and he's kind of like um did did well at university went to a good university did well yeah uh because he studied hard he wasn't you know privileged or anything he just got got into oxford uh got a degree from that and then he just sort of had a really good career at the bbc and he went from job to job and he ended up in some very good positions and he worked very hard and he was very career oriented and stuff and then sometimes i think but he was a he was away at work a lot 
Uh, it would have been nice to have him around a bit more. Right. But then I think, what is it, though, that... So, so first of all, him being away working meant that we had more money. Yeah. And it meant that we could move to a slightly nicer house. Yeah. With a garden. Yeah. Right? Which was yeah. nice. Yeah. But also, in my life, it gave me this thing that I feel like I need to to achieve stuff yeah i've got a certain level of drive yeah because i've like i've got to do something too yeah now on one hand that is kind of negative because it sort of i judge myself and i always think oh, i'm not doing well enough yeah but then on the other hand i think well it's given me something to aim for yeah and maybe you know if i've achieved anything maybe partly that's because i've got something to try and aim for so where you know, I don't know what is good. Pe- what good father fathering is, whether it's spending time with your kids, or whether it is being away and working hard and achieving things. Like which is the thing that that is better for the children? Mm. I don't know. It's a very good question. I think. I think my initial reaction, my initial thoughts, is that you the the, the goal, from a very animalistic point of view, is that you provide you provide but you also provide uh specific tools whether that's subconscious things of like you see your dad achieving so that makes you want to achieve but you want your kid to be able to fend for itself yeah later in life when it decides to leave the nest right Right. as all animals right yeah you know when lions are bringing up the cubs they're, they're teaching them how to chase uh, wildlife and how to hunt for food uh-huh. so that they, they're able to do it independently. Yeah. Because one day, if it, if the course of life goes as it's supposed to, you die before your kids, right? Yeah. Um, and so you want, obviously in, in the human world, it's, it's a very different timeline to the animal world. Some, some, some animal things like they die as soon as the kids are, are just able to spend for themselves yeah some animals have a very short lifespan yeah. comparatively and the kids you know, yeah. yeah yeah for us like we live at you know at the, in a normal human lifespan normally you have kids between 20 and 30 ish and you can see your kids have kids you can see your kids have kids so it's, a, it's quite a long cycle so when you die your kids are usually uh almost retired basically like you know if yeah. if, 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 if your it, kid's 20 years if you've had your kid 30 or younger when your kid retires they're what sixty five, yeah, ninety five is pushing it at thirty. But you could, you know, you could. Yeah, if you have a good, long, healthy life that we all hope for, that it would be, it's not unfeasible to to live to the age at which you you see your children retire. Yeah, only if you have kids when you're twenty. Yeah, it's it's certainly possible. Yeah, to see your and kids so retire. so maybe the whole thing about uh, fending for themselves doesn't really count because. You know, well, yeah, but you know, the, you get to a certain age that you want the kids to quote unquote leave the nest, and that's yeah. usually when they're about eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Well, in the UK, yeah, in in other in in Spain, France, and Italy, it's it's it's, le- it's later. It's, yeah, like in in France, in England, we've got this culture of you you leave home to go to university. Yeah, for for a lot of the population, that's when you leave. Yeah, um, if you if you don't go to university, you usually probably stay at home longer. Uh, or you stay in the city that you've lived uh, or the town that you've lived and you get a job in that town, but you yeah. still live at home yeah. until you make a decent amount of money that you can move out. You usually move out at that stage, I think, when you get married and then you move in with the person that you're that you're getting married with. Uh, this a, is, yeah. a lot of people, though, like myself and I think you, you leave. When, when did you leave? When you went when to university? When I left home when I was 19. Yeah, yeah. when I went to, to university. university. Same yeah. thing. And I think all my mates, it's the same thing. We all left home because you don't go to university in the same town. did come back, though. I mean, I came back for a couple of years and right. they were, they were, but it was miserable 
right it felt like a failure to come back yeah well it, it, and i think it does and so but other cultures like in france people don't leave home to go to university they go to university in their where they're from yeah, quite often definitely. a lot of people do yeah but they still go home and and they leave home maybe after university you know when they're 23 yeah. so that's yeah. at least another four or five years right like Addie didn't leave home until she was 27 right okay uh so that's a completely different um uh, way of, of 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 thinking about it so yeah it's like what, what is what it yeah what is parenthood at that stage like do you do you, you want them to succeed but you were saying basically we we need to give kids the the skills to be able to fend for themselves basically. yeah like i know i know to, we need to give them tools yeah i know i know the i know the negative parts of me and addy that we need to make sure that well, we don't need to make sure because we've, we're successful as it is. Yeah. But we, one of the one the the, the two things that we have, uh, which we don't ba- we balance each other in a lot of ways. Yeah. But this is one where it's like a double negative. Yeah. Is that we're both too nice and we're unable to say no to things or mm-hmm. put our foot down to stop people walking over us. Yeah. Um, Me too. I'm I'm in that category. And so. That is one of the things that, for example, with our daughter, I'd, I'd want to find ways to put her through experiences where she can put her foot down and tell people to fuck off uh, <laughs> when she needs to. Not, not literally. Well, sometimes literally, yeah, because yeah. there's times now in our lives, even way before, even 10 years ago, where I would have liked to tell people to fuck off. Literally like, using those words. Potentially, yeah. yeah just yeah. like, fuck off. No, we're not, I'm not doing it or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah. you, you're too yeah. nice. You're like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And then or you, at least finding the, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like avoiding that conf- confrontation exactly. of like, I'm, no, I can't do that. Instead, you think, well, in, it's just easier if I yes, yeah. if I say yes and just do it. And exactly. then it's, yeah. Exactly. I, 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 well, like it tip- typically tonight, we're going out for dinner with uh, Mary Charlotte, who's a friend that you've met. Um, uh, she was like, oh, can we, should we go out for dinner? Like the, initially it was, uh, she was saying it to Addie, like, oh, it'd be cool if, if you guys came out yeah. for dinner. We're like, yeah. yeah. And she goes, oh, my my boyfriend who we've met as well, who lives in London, it all will be over. Um, and we're like, cool. And like three of his friends. And that's when I was like, oh, no, I don't want to meet new people. Like, I'm tired of going out and meeting. <laughs> Sorry, we're closed. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> no more new people. Yeah. I, 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 I just have a, I, specifically with what I do now. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a hard time meeting people who you know who who know who i am i don't know who they are and then mm-hmm. we start talking about my career and i just can't be bothered like i'm 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 happy with the people that i know yeah. i don't mind meeting you out in the street saying hi for a couple of but i want to spend an evening sat down at a dinner table with you you know, yeah, know um, you and so and so i t- i said to addy like no like i i don't want to i we've I, we've and this is the second time it's happened with her she's like oh can i bring my flatmate along and i'm like oh fuck it's ended up being a, a nice night but i don't I don't remember her. Yeah. I don't remember. I just, I don't I know, want to do like, it anymore. Maybe potentially younger, younger listeners maybe will, will be surprised to hear that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, when I, I was I, young, I was all up for it. Yeah, but now too. after but, I've just met all the people I want to meet, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but, uh, maybe it's also a male thing as well. I have no idea, but, uh, yeah. I think it is a, a genuine phenomenon that you get to a certain point. Like Steve Martin, uh, had a routine about it. Which really? is like you get to a certain age and you just like, suddenly you just, sh- closed off from new experiences and it's like hey should we go to the thing and the answer is like sorry we're closed <laughs> it's like no basically no yeah. sorry <laughs> the gate is closed you know something this is really weird i like getting older i have a birthday this month and i really do enjoy getting older i thought i wouldn't but life is easier as you get older because you become prejudiced because you've dealt with things, not against race or anything, but just against things. 
because you've dealt with them before and you know it's going to be boring and you just close the doors. And you know, people come up and go, hey, let's go try this new thing. Sorry, we're closed. Uh, but so, guess what? We're going out for dinner. Oh yeah, because with, I with the flatmates. With the flat, no, with the with the with the with the boyfriend's friends. With the boyfriend's friends, because, yeah. Because uh, we're we're too we're too nice. But you know what? Right? Maybe you'll meet these people, and they might become. You might have a good time. This is true, but I say that every time, and then I, I regret being like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll go. I just, I, I, it, it, I don't know. There's just it, it. It sounds very grumpy and very old manish, but uh, it's there's things that we don't want to do that we that we still do. There's people that we don't want to work with that we still work with because we don't know how to tell them to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the values that I would like to somehow have. But then that might be to the detriment of something else. You never you know, know I mean? do you? It's you never know. A, it's like almost impossible to, to call it. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if you do teach your, your daughter to put her foot down and to be a bit more assertive in saying no to things, she might, she might miss out on experiences. Like, for example, when I met my wife the first time I met, I was happy to stay in my flat. It was a Saturday night, Saturday evening. I was very happy to stay in and play freaking Red Dead Redemption or something on the PlayStation. <laughs> I was like ready. It was a February. It was early February, winter's evening. And I was like, I'm going to stay in and be a sad bastard. And I'm okay with that. And my cousin like was on the phone to me saying, hey, come out, come out. And I was like, nah. And this said, is nah, in, nah. Uh, in London. This is in London. This is when I lived in London. I was single. I had yeah. my own place. And I was very happy to stay in and, you know, play PlayStation <laughs> on my own. And I was like, I'm fine. And he said, come out, come out. And I was like, nah, no thanks. He said, no, it's all right, come out. We're going to be, you know, near, not far from where you are. We're going to be up in Kensington or something. And I was like, um, nah. And he said, that, look, 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 there's going to, like, uh, a couple of my mates are coming out with, like, uh, one of my mates is bringing his, his girlfriend. And she's going to bring some of her friend's friends. So they'll be like... <laughs> girl there will be girls and i was like <laughs> there will be the ladies and i was like all right okay then so he twisted my arm yeah and i came out and i was like going oh i really can't be bothered with this and you know going out like, i don't want to meet new people yeah i remember feeling like that already and how oh, how old are you at this stage just what 10 this years is, ago yeah it's about nine years ago so i mean you know yeah, I'm, so you, I'm, I'm getting on a bit so you but were, I, yeah you were at my my age i was yeah i was like 32 <laughs> at the time so not far from your age yeah, yeah so i was in your zone that yeah. you're in now and but i i my cousin persuaded me and i came out and i didn't really want to and i sat in the restaurant and i met my wife and and uh uh and even like the two weeks like i i still had this sense of like you know like the two weeks after i met where we saw each other a lot i still had this sense of like part of me was like Can't let's we- just stay in we've got biscuits <laughs> But then the other part was like, no, we will not stay in. We've met a girl that we like. Yeah. We've got to go out. And it's like, all right, then come on, let's do it. And, uh, you know, so I sort of, uh, good that I did sort of push myself. So it's very hard to know whether we should teach our kids to just say no to things they don't fancy doing, but maybe they should be more open and should you know I yeah you got know. i mean when you're young you got to be open to everything i read a great book called the yes man yeah um, da- danny, danny not danny boyle danny, Glover? danny, no. <laughs> danny baker no yeah no it's not danny baker oh he's he he's he... hey siri who wrote the book the yes man 
Loser. Yes, man. Check it Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace. It was made into a film with starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. I read that book when I was at university, 2021. Uh, yeah, and it was just... Um, it was just as I was going through a breakup and I was living... And then I moved to uh, Australia. Or was I already in Canada? As, as I you don't do. Know. Yeah. I was from Canada to Australia and I read... And it changed my life. I was just like, yep, I'm saying yes to... Obviously, not everything, but to a lot yeah, of things. Like, good thing someone didn't come up to you and say, would you like to put your head inside this threshing machine? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And Goodbye so, head. But yeah, it was like a really, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a life-changing book where I was like, okay, cool. Like, you, you can, I, like, I'm not against, uh, I, I still love new, new experiences. However, I feel like with the two jobs that I've had, the two main jobs, which is comedy and Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was at Apple, I would meet hundreds of people every month, different people in different countries for yeah. these training events. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With comedy, I meet hundreds of people every week because, you know, they're after the show that we speak to them or whatever. Right. I feel like I've run out of people to meet. Like, I feel yeah. like I've, I've, I've met all the different types of people there are to meet. Like, I know, you know, when people go, when people of, often they, 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 they leave, uh, you know, their hometown and they go to a new hotel and they go, oh, that guy reminds me of this kid I, I was at school yeah. with, you know, yeah. the different personalities. Like, I feel like I've met all the people right. and especially with all the traveling that I've done as well. Like, I feel like I've almost seen all the things, like nothing, like here's where I felt it, it changed as well. When I went to um, Japan last, last year in, in April, I just, I was just like, yeah, great. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. I, I don't like, I, I, we I talked about it. I've seen the photos you know the flip cam the, the, the thing the, that I, you just felt like you were living a tourist experience that you'd lived in many places yeah before. and it was just like I, I i so i'm at a point right now where i'm like i don't want to meet any new people i don't want to go and see any new places can i just say you're going to meet a new person next month yes your daughter exactly yeah so that's, that's the cool. one the one person you haven't met yet yeah um, who will change my life yeah hopefully yeah if, um so yeah like I, I don't want to meet any new people i don't want to see any new places i'm i i you know I, i've been in paris for 10 years like i wouldn't mind not living in paris but i just i don't want to be traveling anymore i don't i can't yeah. I, I, well, I, good man good these are all like it wasn't that long ago that we were sitting in my other apartment yeah and you were talking about how uh, your friends were, were were disappearing as if they'd been turned into zombies yep. by having children. Yep. And you and know you were you were talking about this and and he and, and I that far away. Yeah, and I said to you, well, I think I'm ready now. Meaning, I don't think of it as being turned into a zombie. That's what I said to you. I, was like, I, I think I'm ready now for you. It. You guys weren't pregnant yet, right? I don't she, think. Uh, you weren't, it wasn't, maybe was she on the way? No, no, I don't know. But it, anyway, regardless, yeah. you saying it being like yeah. being bitten by a zombie was yeah. not. I didn't take it negatively in yeah, that yeah. sense, but you were just talking about how it felt for you. So now here you are, and you're saying you're, all yeah, the noises I've, you're making are like, I'm ready. In fact, I can't wait. Well, for this. I, I know that I've been, I, I felt it straight away when Addy was like, I'm pregnant. You're I like, felt, what a relief. I was felt it? the bite. I felt oh, the, the, yeah. the bite of the zombie yeah. being like, okay, cool. I've got nine months yeah. until I switch to the other side and I find all my friends again. Yeah. And sure enough, that in the last nine months, we've seen all her friends more in the last nine months than we've seen them in the last nine years yeah. combined. So you are at the gates of parenthood yeah, was, and here are all your friends yeah. waiting to welcome you in. And I feel like I'm leaving. I mean, I felt, I mean, my, my, my close mates who are in England, they're, they're, I'm the first one to get married and have kids on their side, but I, I only see them three or four times a year anyway. So it, that's not going to change. So it, 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 it literally feels like I, you're, you're bitten and you're slowly turning into a zombie. And now we're 
I'm going to be a part of the zombie. But crew. now you realise it's not being a zombie; that it's something else. It's uh, it's much, probably something, yeah. something more positive than. than oh that, yeah, I think. I mean, it's positive zombies because you, you sleep about as much as zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you will act like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find yourself walking around. You've got oh. bloodshot eyes. Yeah. You don't know what's happening yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, talking of um, children and stuff, I've got, got to, pick. I've got to go and pick up the little one from daycare. Nice. Um, but, um, well, I, I, I speak on behalf of my listeners at this point by saying congratulations. I know that's about nine, yeah. mo- uh, nine months late, but... Um, well, I didn't announce it really didn't to anyone. Announce I haven't it, yeah. announced it. You know, it's one of those things that because I'm a public figure, so yeah. to speak, yeah. you know, I haven't... There's no photos of... Ad- like, all our friends have got photos of their wives with the bump and everything. We haven't even taken a photo of Addy with the bump. I think I'm going to... We're going to take one yeah. for us yeah. uh, and a video of the belly moving because that's kind of freaky. Yeah, do private stuff. Like, have your own photo album and, and do yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It doesn't all have to go no. on Instagram. I'm, I'm going to post... Uh, so, LEP listeners, yeah. uh, you are you are the first to, to know this. So, you're, when you see the photo, you'll be like, oh, that's the photo that he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to, like, when, when it happens, I'm just going to have a photo of, like, a hand. Yeah. In the middle of the just just the hand being like like hello from a new tailor or something yeah, 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 or yeah. like watch out there's a new tailor in town yeah something 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 fun like that yeah, and yeah, yeah. and because no like no one on my social no one knows that I'm having a kid except for you now you're the first uh, audience people like that aren't you know my, I've never mentioned it on hey, my social no, media my, my it's the the Lepsters are always the ones who get first disclosure yeah and on you your were there stuff. at the beginning Lepsters yeah. you were the first people to 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 hear my voice yeah you know before we everything heard, kicked we heard off. about the concept of stereo trip first I think we heard about the concept potentially of, uh, of from Glaive fuck? yeah of all and, of it. and of all of this stuff yeah with, when with, I came back from Edinburgh yeah that was when my, the concept of Frongley even Taylor's top tips was was birthed it on, was the, birthed on this podcast on this podcast mate yeah so yeah it's been a you guys are you guys are the, the true, the, 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 the true Taylor fan. So, yeah. uh, and if you don't, if you don't follow me, then do. Yeah. Okay. Well, so look out, watch out for Paul's Instagram because at some point you'll post a little picture of uh, of uh, yeah. the hand or end, something. End of June, beginning yeah. of July. All right. Um, all right. Well, good. Yeah, we didn't do what we were going to do. But no, we, we didn't did do what we were going to do. But that's fine. I don't even remember. What, what, oh, we were going to listen to we accents. Gonna, and we stuff. were going to yeah. check out some videos and check out some accents and stuff. But I think we had a, an interesting conversation. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for that. Yeah. Do you want to uh, say goodbye to the people of the world? Yeah. Thanks uh, for listening, uh, Lepsters, Whether you're Lepster Lepsters or ninjas, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> well, probably the next time I speak to you will be when I have a child. So um, yeah, well, yeah, maybe, I, I can't wait for you to be like so Paul how do you feel how's it going how are you as a new dad uh, so I'll probably have lots of stories to tell let's hope uh, so yeah. so uh, yeah see you soon thanks for listening okay cheers bye 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 so there you go that was my chat with Paul congrats again to Paul and his wife Addie best of luck for the birth we're all looking forward to meeting the new tailor when she arrives um, you heard us you may have heard us mention a book there briefly paul talked about this book yes man by danny wallace which is a great interesting and funny book written in modern plain english now i know that you my listeners are always interested in finding new books in english to read this one was very popular when it came out and i think it's not too difficult to read and should be full of the right kind of english everyday english in plain modern in a plain and modern style so i recommend it if you're looking for a book to read and it's non-fiction, it's all about a guy's life 
and how he decided that he needed to be more positive. And so he made a decision. He said, I'm going to just say yes to anything. Whatever people ask me, I'm going to say yes to it. How did that change his life? Um, Well, it's all sort of explained in the book, Yes Man by Danny Wallace. And it was... um, it was made into a film starring Jim Carrey. Um, I think the book is better than the film, as is often the case. So there you go. Yes Man by Danny Wallace, if you're interested. There is an audiobook version, which you might want to listen to. It's available on Audible. And remember that I've got a kind of a sponsorship deal with Audible. So every now and then I recommend audiobooks for my listeners. And they've, they offer, they're offering a deal to you. If you go through my URL, which is audibletrial.com, slash teacher luke bit complex audible a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial t-r-i-a-l dot com slash teacher luke go there and then you can start a uh, a 30-day free trial with audible and that includes a free audiobook of your choice and they've got like hundreds of thousands of audiobooks so you could search for yes man danny wallace and you might be able to find it the way it works is you get the Audible app on your phone, you buy uh, your audio books through the Audible website, and then you link it to the app with the same account, and then you can download the audiobook in your phone and then listen to it when you're out and about. It's, it's great. Um, so you could check out Yes Man by Danny Wallace. Just go to audibletrial.com slash teacherluke if you fancy it. Uh, but that's almost it for this episode. Um, I have... So just a bit of sort of podcast news, and I'm going to do a song as well at the end of this one, um, because I've got a song which I've been trying to play recently, and I think it's sort of appropriate for the topic we've been talking about. So anyway, before I do the song, um, just a bit of admin info. So I've got two more free episodes to publish on the podcast before things go a bit quiet while I work on premium content, all right? This is episode 597 we're listening to. So I've got episode 598 and 599 to publish. Then I'm then things are going to go quiet for the uh, for the free podcast, and I'm going to be working on premium content. Okay, so those next two episodes, five eight and five nine eight and five nine nine, those two episodes are, are also conversations with guests. Earlier this week, I spoke to Oliver G, the Australian journalist. And he told me lots of interesting stories about things like the recent fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral, meeting some famous people while working as a journalist, and also his experiences of learning Swedish and French. It was a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. That's coming soon. So that's in, that's recorded. I haven't sort of produced the episode yet, but that's recorded. I've got that in the bag. And I I think you're really going to like that conversation. It's full of interesting stories and stuff. The other conversation hasn't been recorded yet, but it's going to be with my dad. That's the plan. We're going to talk on Monday next week. And the idea is to somehow describe the recent situation in British politics and some other things like a recent conference uh, that my dad moderated about climate change. And hopefully we'll have time to talk a bit more about football because my dad follows UK football very closely. So that's going to be uh, the latest Rick Thompson report. That one isn't recorded yet. So, I mean, hopefully it, it uh, nothing's going to sort of... Hopefully, if all goes according to plan, we will record that on Monday. And I'll do the recording next week and I'll publish it quickly afterwards. So that's probably going to be the next one as long as, it, as, long as nothing goes wrong. 
That should be recorded and published early next week. And then the Oliver G episode should go up after that. And then things will go quiet for a while and there will be no free episodes, probably for a couple of weeks or a few weeks. But I will be working hard on new premium content, which should arrive steadily during that period because I've got to upload my premium content for May and also for June. So I'm going to just get my head down and focus on premium stuff um, for for those few weeks. Okay, sign up to LEP premium at teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. Don't forget also that Paul's one hour uh, stand up show is now available on YouTube, filmed in front of a live audience on stage. In fact, I'm pretty sure that they filmed the show that I performed at. So when Paul used to do his his one man show, he'd ask uh, other comedians like you know me and Sarah and um, and Amber and stuff. We'd open the show and do a few minutes of comedy beforehand. I think I was at the one that was filmed. You don't see me. There's no evidence of me being there, but I was there. So anyway, um, search YouTube for Paul Taylor Franglais. F R A N G L A I S Franglais. That's the name of the show. Um, the bits which are in French have English subtitles, by the way. It's about 50% English and 50% French, but the French bits have got English subtitles written by Paul. You can, you, so watch the, watch the show. It's, it's very funny. It's great. And also you can check out Paul's excellent French skills. It's very impressive. Just one more thing before we go to the song. Um, episode 600, the YouTube live stream. I've chosen a date and a time. I've chosen a date and a time for the live stream, the YouTube live stream for episode 600. I hope you can join me. It's going to be Friday, the 7th of June at 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? How do you say that, Luke? I'm talking to myself. This is strange. It's going to be Friday, the 7th of June at 3 p.m. Paris time. That's Central European time. 3 p.m. Paris time, Friday, the 7th of June. So, I'm not sure where you are, when you listen to this, but 3pm Paris time is 6am on the west coast of the USA. It's 9am in New York on the Friday. It's 8am in Mexico City uh, on Friday the 7th. 10am in Rio in Brazil. 2pm in London. 4pm in Moscow. 4pm in Ankara, Turkey. 6.30pm in New Delhi in India. 9pm in Shanghai. 10 p.m. in Tokyo, 11 p.m. in Sydney, and then 1 a.m. on the Saturday morning in Auckland, New Zealand. All right. So anyway, the live stream, 3 p.m. Central European time on the 7th of June. Okay. now, if that's not the perfect time for you, then I am sorry. There's not much I can do about that. I'm afraid whatever time I do it, there will be some people in the world who won't be able to attend. so that's just the way it is. Also, 3 p.m. Friday, this is just when I'm free. So that's really the only time I could do it. Um, I'll be announcing this again on the podcast properly. But here it is, 3 p.m. Paris time, Friday the 7th of June. I'll also create a YouTube link for the live stream, which I'll share on my website and on social media. So you, that's that's how you'll be able to access the live stream, through the link. I think probably on my YouTube channel, you'll see the uh the thumbnail for the live stream as well um so there you go cool nice one that's going to happen it's good to have chosen a date okay i'm going to finish the episode with a song and the song is one that i've been thinking of it's a it's a lovely song i absolutely love this song mainly because of the lyrics but it's a nice tune as well 
The lyrics mean things to me in ways that I can't really explain. I can't really put it into words how these lyrics mean things to me. You know the way it is with song lyrics. Sometimes it's just, it expresses a feeling. You can't really explain it. And so I'm not going to try and explain it. But the song is called I Am A Child and it's by another one by Neil Young. I just like playing Neil Young songs because they're normally not too complicated. And uh, so this is me playing I Am A Child on ske- with sketchy guitar in the background. Uh, I Am A Child. So it's all about um, a child and parent relationship. And one of the things I like about the lyrics is the way that a lot of the lines in the song, a lot of the lyrics could refer to the child or could refer to the adult. It's interesting in that way. So there are lines like, um, I gave to you, now you give to me. So in a sense, like, it could be the, the parent saying that, like, I gave to you, meaning we, I gave you life, and now you give to me in the sense that you're kind of giving back by just the love that you bring to me and the, the, it's the, the joy that you've brought to me. Or it could be the child saying that, saying that to the parents, like, I give to you, meaning I've given you uh, my joy and my my um, uh, all uh, all the wonderful things that I've brought to you, and now it's time for you to give to me. You have to teach me and give me information and stuff like that. I'm not going to explain the lyrics anymore. You can find the lyrics uh, links on the page for this episode, and uh, just but as you listen to the song, you can just consider what the lyrics mean to you. And do you think it's the child that's speaking, or is it the parent that's speaking in each line of the song? And what does the chorus mean? The sky is blue and so is the sea. But what is the colour when black is burned? Hmm. Mysterious. But it's a lovely song and I hope you like it. If you don't like me singing, then this is the time for you to stop. But if, you, if you're happy to listen to me sing, then listen on and you'll hear the song and then the jingle at the end. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy my version of I Am A Child by Neil Young. up and 
and you lay me down again. You make the rules. You say what's fair. It's lots of fun to have you there. I give to you now. You give to me. I'd like to know what you've learned. The sky is blue and so is the sea. What is the color when black is burned? What is the color? Last a while, you can conceive of the pleasure in my smile. Thank you for listening. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. 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 You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.